Folks, what is happening? It is 1 a.m. and I'm doing this edit late because I promised my friend Shakir that I would have this out uh, today and staying true to my promise. Even though this past week and I moved, I cleaned a total full apartment out and moving into my new one right next door, right on the beach. You heard me say that this is the first episode that I've done in my new place. Well, that was my old place, and I'm doing this first recording in my brand new place. So there's been a lot of moving, lots of things happening, but always upgrading, just like my man uh, preaches today in this episode about constantly learning and evolving and growing. And this is a conversation that is literally worth millions of dollars because that's how much this guy's made. $30 million by the time he was 30 years old, Shakir Hussein, one of the top names and brands in the uh, online e-commerce and digital marketing space that unless you are not involved in this space, that's the only way you wouldn't know who he is because he has one of the best and biggest reputations in the whole industry. And I was just blown away and honored when he shared on this conversation that I was actually one of the guys who inspired him to get started in his virtual business and travel the world. And he's got a book called Backpack Millionaire. Check it out. Backpack Millionaire. There's a link in the bio um, of this episode. And also check out his funnels.com. He bought funnels.com. Can only imagine how much that domain costs. Lots. And the owner of Wealth Academy. So this guy is super, super tuned in. He's connected with everyone who's anyone. And I'm just honored to call him a friend and happy to have him on the show. So take some notes, listen, connect with him on social media and share this episode. Because like I said, season two is fucking fire, guys. So just strap in because it's going to be one after another of just rock stars just like this. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. This is literally the first podcast recording I'm doing in my new place since moving in about a week ago. And I've got one of the people that I've connected with 10 years ago that got me kind of started in this industry. And we were just kind of reminiscing on how things have changed in the last 10 years. And if you're online at all, he definitely doesn't need any introduction. You know who he is, Mr. Shakir Hussein from London, UK. How are you, buddy? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. We were just reminiscing before we started rolling here how it's like, man, 10 years we've been in this game. And, uh, you know, you're definitely, you know, an OG and a big public figure here. And you're over in London and kind of the, the backpacking millionaire is your brand with the book that you launched and everything a while back. Mm -hmm. And you're, uh, we both love to travel, right? But we're just talking about how great it is to be home and close to family. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm excited to, to basically be here. I've actually absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about, except, you know, I remember 10 years ago coming across your website. It was hosted on, I think it was hosted on Blogspot, um, you know, and he had all these pictures of you traveling around. And there was you and there was this other girl from uh, Vancouver, Alex Ketoni was her name. I remember like coming across these two people. I don't know how I saw both of you guys, but it was Quentin Carlin and this girl called Alex. And you guys seem to be traveling or wanting to travel or something. And I just remember thinking, what kind of world do these people live in? And, and you used to, uh, I mean, excuse me saying this, but you used to be sleeping on, on, on other people's couches or something, right? When I, was, when I was traveling, yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 would, I was just like a surfer, man. Like, I would just yeah. go on these surf trips and just, like, meet up with other surfers down in either California or Mexico or 
yeah. backpacked around Europe and stuff. Like in 2008, when, after I was in the industry about a year, I went and just, just took my business to Europe for three months. And like, that was kind of yeah. before a lot of people were doing that, you know, like a lot of people were like working from home, but yeah. not so much like traveling and running their, their, their business and stuff. So, um, yeah, I was like really young. I remember we were both like in our twenties and just figuring stuff out and, yeah, uh, I, mean, I remember seeing your stuff and I was thinking, oh my gosh, how it does this guy travel so much? There was like probably less than five people that was living this traveling lifestyle. And I just remember thinking, damn, this guy looks like he's doing some cool stuff. I mean, and it's crazy, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, man. And um, I, I remember the first time I came across your video and I think it was with Carbon Copy Pro and you had like the long hair and a suit and a cool accent. I'm like, man, this guy's like, just like Rico Suave over here. And, uh, and then obviously you just like blew up from there and it's been really inspiring following your journey and just seeing all the uh, incredible success and different ventures you've been in and just really making a massive impact and uh, providing a lot of value for people. Um, not only getting started online, but like a lot of the top gurus are coming to you. You're the guru of gurus, as uh, as one could say. So yeah, man, we've been on quite a journey here together, and uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. So, so so you're just saying something pretty profound before we started rolling, and that's why I wanted to start. You said you know after kind of probably checking all the bucket lists that you have, buying all the toys, living in the penthouses and stuff, you just said something that's like really I think um, grounding. That you said you know after doing all this stuff, you've kind of realize that the most important thing is kind of being close to family and connecting with your your loved ones and kind of keeping it yeah. simple right and just kind of focusing on what's really important yeah i, I was just because i was showing you this place you know this is my penthouse here in london and um i've been living in this area for around i think five or six years now but probably the first few years that i was you know i was i had this place um i was just traveling and i was just like traveling chasing country after country, you know, all over Asia. And obviously I go into the events business and we did like over a hundred events in the span of like three years. Wow. And these would be like nonstop three day summits, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, UK, all over Canada, you know, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. So we were just hitting basically as many events as we could. And I had this really fun model with this amazing team, you know, and I had like grown the business, I had grown all this and I was like, and I was traveling a lot until, um, you know, until a few things happened where I started, my grandma passed away. Mm, and that was one, uh, you know, I got married, which was really good. And, and that led me to like kind of get, finding my, uh, getting closer to my religion and, and learning more about my religion. And, and all of these things. And then I was like, okay, I need to like calm down a little bit. And so um, a few other things happened, you know, someone that I really looked up to, a friend, a mentor, uh, he had suicided. Um, so all of these things kind of just like took me back. And I was like, like what am I doing? What am I doing with all of this? Like, uh, what am I doing with all the money? What am I doing with, why am I even doing it? You know what I mean? Because like when I was 26, um, you know, you, you probably know I had like, some would call early success yeah. so you know when i was like 26 i had generated my first 10 million dollars in sales so after that i was like like i was good basically i was good you know what i mean i was like yeah. i was good um and, but then you know 26 27 28 29 those three four years i was just like on a mad chase um 
and that's when I started learning about, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it for myself or is it because I'm comparing myself to, to my friend, you know, who's making a hundred million dollars a year and I feel inferior to him or, you know, this other company and they've gone to a billion dollars in like 10 years and I haven't done it. And so, uh, you know, I'm sacrificing my friends, my family, my health, everything to go and chase uh, and then chase for what, you know? And so it really got me down got me really thinking a lot anyway and so the reason why i was saying this before this call was the reason why i like living in london now is because 50 minutes away is my parents house mm. so i get to drive and, and right now it's actually ramadan so i'm fasting but i'm literally driving there every single day uh to go break fast with them eat with them and then come back here so it's been it's been wonderful it's been a big journey uh, and there's part of me that just feels like i'm just getting started well, first of all, yeah, I want to acknowledge you because fasting and how long is that period for? It's like 40 days. Is that right? Or a, a it's month? 30 days. 30 days. Uh, it's 30 days. Then an optional six days you can fast. Um, it's like at 3 a.m. you have your last drop of water. And then it's, it's, called, it's sometimes referred to as dry fasting. So no food, no drink, no water, no food, no nothing until like from 3 a.m. till around 8.30 p.m. So mm-hmm. a good probably 15, 16 hours. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. And here you are, you know, still banging at work and, you know, not yeah. but doing the podcast. Yeah, I can definitely I can definitely relate to that, man, because after traveling so much uh and living abroad for so long and then just recently like relocating back home to Canada and just having the last, you know, two months since I've been back with my parents, you know, like every day, um, connecting with them and you do really feel like what's really important, you know, and you kind of prioritize things and um for me i was pretty selfish like back in the day i just wanted like freedom you know like my whole thing was freedom it was just like yeah. i just want to be able to go wherever and do whatever whenever like for me it was just all about like that adventure and experience and yeah. uh and i guess i got that out of my system and now i'm like ready to like kind of scale back a bit and 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 you know re- definitely realize and i think like this whole coronavirus has made people kind of really check in with themselves and realize what is important what do i really want who am i what are my values and and so on so it's given people time i think that they haven't really had time in the past to just kind of really contemplate and and uh figure out what what they want and what's important so that's a blessing in disguise yeah 100%. but the what the one thing that's really impressed me about you is just how many how consistent you are like you know your emails daily just like I don't know if it's you doing it or your team but I've just seen you just consistently there like you're just always there with the events that you said all around the world like what drives you and how did you maintain that because that's like I know you're young but like that's kind of like it's a lot of energy traveling not even managing events and staff and everything like that so like where did this really kind of like almost obsession come from yeah, man, I, I see it because see, now I'm married, right? And I see how my wife performs, acts, behaves, you know, in her own way. And then sometimes she'll be like, like yesterday, she's fasting as well, right? And she just said to me, she has mush brain. And I was like, well, what is that? She's like, she's exhausted. And I'm like, really? And I've got this big smile. And I said, yeah, me too. And she's like, how do you say it with such a big smile? I'm like, because, you know, I got, I, I got to just, I gotta just do it, you know. One of the things I always told myself, like no matter what happens, you know, this the show must always go on, and and the show is not for anyone else, but for myself. 
right? right? Because I have certain different responsibilities. You know, I've got employees, I've got all of this. And say, for example, my wife, she has like two team members, which, you know, they're kind of like freelancers. One works for me, one works, you know what I mean? But for me, like if I'm not performing, then that guy, he's got wife, he's got kids. Right. You know, you know, you know what I mean? So my responsibilities are very different. And um, I think the obsession is one. Uh, second, it's it's also known that you have a responsibility because that responsibility then carries on to, to your clients. And obviously I have high ticket clients and these are clients, you know, they spend a lot of money because I, I, I tend to charge a lot of money for my services. And so when someone comes in, they, they are also expecting they want a specific um, quality of delivery of product of services right and so um, those things um, drive me in terms of like longevity why is it that for 10 years I've just been going at it <laughs> I think I, I, I genuinely love what I do man I, I if you work there's a part of work just fuels me you know I just want to and it's, it's just like how can I beat my previous self how can I you know, if I've done this last year, how can I do this this year? It's just like I'm trying to tap as much potential as I can. I think that's like that's like important for me. Plus, um, like nothing lasts forever, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know what I mean? Nothing lasts forever. So the good times, the bad times don't last forever. The good times don't last forever as well. When I was 28, I had scaled that events business to a million dollars a month. I've wow. like 55 staff. Um, I had like 55 staff, I had a huge net profits, you know, I was taking home a lot of money. And so, and then I realized, okay, you know what, I'm like getting so fat and I'm like not praying on time or I'm not being a good Muslim that I should be, should be focused on. That's like my real purpose in life. And so I had to like figure out, okay, you know what, I need to kind of allocate time here, allocate time there. And um, man, like, I, I don't even know. There's just like a part of me. And it's funny, actually, I do know. You know, my wife says to me sometimes, you often operate from fear. She's very scarce, uh, abundance focused. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I, there's a part of me that just like, I just never want to be poor because I grew I, like I grew up poor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had three people, three bedrooms, 13 people living there. Um, and so we were like really cramped. In East London, you know, my parents told me, go to, go to school, college, university, go and get a degree, go and get a job, literally in one of those buildings there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see those. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, the tall buildings, those, that's like the financial district. Yeah. And so there's a part of me that I just, uh, I, I don't know if it's still running me, uh, that fear of like, I don't want to be poor. You know what I mean? I, like I, I built myself up and I just don't want to ever be poor because I just, like that would be a very bad thing. Um, but then, you know, I also realized, okay, I shouldn't let that, that fear drive me because I don't think it's always healthy if you're driven by fear versus driven by abundance of what's greater. So those are a few thoughts, but um, yeah, man, this is another thing as well. I realized most people don't last for 10 years. Yeah. Right? And they will have success for one or two years or maybe yeah. three years if they're lucky but they won't maintain it for more than five years. And it's very, very few people that can last for 10 years. Uh-huh. And I learned that when I was like 21 years old, I think from Michael Gerber, when he talked about like 95% of all businesses fail in the first three to five years. And then those businesses that succeed, they also fail 
And so I always kept that in my head. Um, and I also don't have any like have um, certain habits, you know, so I don't go partying, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't mm-hmm. go clubbing, I don't do any of those things. Right. So I've managed to kind of stay away from a few things that um, takes a lot of people down, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're, you're very, the, the word I would describe you is just focused. Like you've just really got this, like, you know, you dial into it. And I remember going through some of your trainings, you know, um, and you were like the solo ad guy for a company called Empower. I remember like going through your PowerPoint and you had like yeah. by far the best lesson in that whole, you know, curriculum. And I was just like, man, this guy is just is, takes his work very seriously. You know, like you can just tell that you put in the time and you are not distracted by all the other bells and whistles that you just get the job done. And um, yeah, that's what it takes because there's a lot of people yeah. that come in and then they go out, come in and go out. And that's been one of my challenges is just staying like committed and focused because, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that does enjoy adventure and experiences and uh, it's easy to kind of, uh, you know, lose focus and, and, and track of what's really getting the, the job done. So uh, that's yeah. been really inspiring to me just to see you much younger and, and, and being able to, to dial that in. Don't get me wrong. I also have bad, you know, bad tendencies, but I get distracted. I procrastinate. I, you know, yeah. I don't know if the word is lazy, but I also like shiny objects. You know, I like Bitcoin one day. I like another <laughs> coin one day. You know what I mean? I, I have those things as well, but I also have to rein it in. You know what I mean? I have to yeah. rein it in. So what's... As far as all the different things you've done, like what do you find is the most enjoyable thing? Like, are you, would you say you're more of like a marketing guy, more of like an investor, more of a speaker, author? Like what's really kind of your, the main hat you enjoy yeah, wearing? Because I've done all of those, right? Like what I said, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I mean. I see, I see you in all these yeah. different pockets and I'm like, man, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, my started off with affiliate marketing, then I did agency, Affiliate marketing is seven figures, agencies seven figures, um, and then did uh, info products, you know, seven, eight figures, then did events, eight figures. And so all of those, and now I'm just like, okay. Um, and then whilst I was doing that, I was telling you, right? Like when I was 26, I started also becoming an investor with no experience about investing. So I learned some really harsh lessons there because I, I, sp- I blew like over a million dollars cash um, on really stupid projects, uh, IPOs, and don't even ask you. Like every single yeah. startup, I was I was basically, uh, you know, this young rich kid, um, for lack of a better term. And I was just like, anyone that wanted money, I, I'd wire them twenty five grand, hundred grand, five hundred grand, um, and I, I I spent I think over a million bucks. So I lost that. That was kind of a big lesson. And so now, although I do see myself as an investor, I don't really um go out trying to look for deals per se it's only when something is really filtered down or really qualified down through people that i trust mm. then i'll take an interest otherwise i'm really not interested in in anything i'm interested in just my own thing yeah looking back at the last 10 years what is easily the best business model i should have started and my mentors did tell me that and i didn't was software hands down like oh. Software, nothing could be a long-term, long-valuable software. It's like 10 years ago, I started, you know, when I was used to promote Carbon Copy Pro, I used this software called Wufu, which is owned by SurveyMonkey, right? Mm. And that's, that's uh, no one knows this. Many people don't know this, but that's actually a billion-dollar company 
Wow. And all it does is it lets you take surveys of people to do strategy sessions. It's like the most simplest thing. Or like you see these companies scheduled once and Calendly. Like these are very simple concepts. Like even Zoom, it's a very simple concept. Like video, right? It's like Skype video existed way before Zoom. Um, and so I do think about that a lot um, in terms of like what business models. As far, far as like my business model right now, um, the events, obviously, we've, we've taken a break because of what's going yeah. on. Um, so my main thing is just based around sales funds. So two, two brands, wealthacademy.com and then salesfunds.com. And with sales funds right now, we have a high-end program, which is around 12500 bucks. We show people how to build a sales funnel that converts cold traffic so that they don't rely on referral marketing, organic marketing. Helps them scale up to six, seven, and then eight figures. And then on the back end of that, I have uh, Inner Circle program, which is like my virtual mastermind. Uh, those are the couple of programs. As far as I'm, what I'm working on right now, it's um, I'm working on basically creating the first ever uh, platform slash certification for sales funnels. So mm. it's going to be around the concept of sales funnels because uh, I own salesfunnels.com and funnels.com. I and saw that. I saw that in your email uh, signature. I'm like, man, he's got funnels.com. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I bought those about four years ago. I we spent close to around six figures, under six figures acquiring those domains. Um, yeah. And I, I got them because I, I knew I wanted to do something in that field. And obviously I saw Mr. You know, my friend, Mr. Russell Brunson grew it really big with ClickFunnels. Yeah. And so uh, the market is huge for something like that. And I always, when I look for a business, I'm always looking for, how can I do something where, where it's easy for me to go on the upstream rather than fighting in a red ocean, right? Like um, if I was talking to you, I don't need to explain to you too much what a sales funnel is. Mm -hmm. And you know, a business owner, an entrepreneur would see and understand the concept of a sales funnel because someone else has popularized it in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking for, when I'm looking to start a business or to invest in something, I'm always looking for, how do I get an unfair advantage that no one else has? And that also always puts me in a unique position and helps me create it like a blue ocean. So then I, like, I, I don't have to compete. Right. One of the reasons I think um, why I've been somewhat, some people would say successful, um, you know, first I believe everything comes from God. So yeah. after that, I, I would say is, is because I always look for something that's going to give me an unfair advantage over everyone else. I'm not looking to compete. Um, so I don't launch the same programs as everyone else because I'm like trying to figure out how do I create something where I'm the only person. Um, and that's what I've done with, you know, back then when you were introduced to my work uh, in Panama Carbon Covid Pro Solo Ads Agency, right? So I, like I built this agency, I positioned it as the agency for home business owners. Boom, you know, that went on to do multiple millions, helped me become financially free uh, in my early 20s. And then after that, I launched Guru Funnels, which was one of my biggest offers, which was I realized that people want to become a top earner in the market space, but they don't understand how to. And the secret was building authority, credibility around your name, and that the only people that really make money online are gurus, however you want to position it, you know, thought leaders, experts, whatever. And then I came up with that concept of what if we could give you a done-for-you sales funnel that could, and that offer did really, really well. Um, that offer killed it. So let me ask you, 
when you have something that's killing it, why or when do you leave it to go do something else? Because that's what I mean. Like I've seen you just come in and crush and then I see you crushing yeah. something else. You know, like I just see you like doing this and it's going so yeah. well. And then I see you then launching this and, it's go and then it goes even better. Yeah. You know, like, so what's kind of your formula yeah. of like tapping in and tapping out? Yeah, so uh, like I always look at it as a, from an investment perspective, right? If I'm gonna put my time, energy, effort into something, like what's the ROI? So I know like I don't really get the biggest bang of the buck if I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Like I don't even have, the social media apps on my phone um, because I'm just like, I got to focus on one or two things, maybe three things. And the way I come up, you know, the formula that I have in my head is um, whatever I do, if I'm going to spend a, a hundred grand, you know, a million bucks, then I should make five to 10 X. Otherwise I'm going out for a red market where it's very competitive. And so I'm, I'm going to stay away from it. If I can't do, if I can't do that, then I won't. And how would I test it out? I would do a webinar. Obviously, I have a big list of subscribers. I email them every single day. I've been emailing every single day for like eight years. Build that subscriber list to more than 600,000 subscribers. So I have a good few, uh, good number of responses I can get from any single offer that I put out. Right. Now, what I usually do is I have a Facebook group. It's got around 17, 18,000 members. I either post there or I, I email my list and I go and see what the market is responding to. It's not necessarily what I want or what I'm passionate about, right? Because like, I'm, if I was really, to be very frank, I would love to just have like, you know, a hundred million dollars in the bank and then spend all my time, you know, figuring out how to go to space or, you know, creating the next Bitcoin or something stupid and crazy like that, which, right. you know, I don't know how how viable those things are, but whatever, you know, I, I do believe in those things. Um, the point I'm making is if I'm, if I'm going to do something, then it has to have a good three to five year span, right? Like I, I learned this from a couple of people, but one of the first mentors I remember learning and he said, you know, like stuff changes so fast. Don't think, you know, 10, 25 years, you can think 10, 25 years of who you should become. Mm -hmm. But in terms of your business, your business, think maybe one to three years, maybe five. And so I keep that in mind. So when I launch a business, it's always, the business has to, has, has to feed off a pain in the marketplace, right? So, you know, I told my wife this just a few days ago. I said, you know how much it hurts my ego uh, that I have to take a pause on wealthacademy.com? Because like, dude, I spent like more than $10 million of my own money um, building that brand, doing events, all of that. Okay, so it's it's a lot of money. Like it's not it's not it's not like a few hundred grand. It's not like you know, and it's not like banks' money or investment money. This is like my own money. So I've poured into that. I've built a whole infrastructure to do events, to to scale events, all of these things. And now I'm taking a pause on it. And there was so much inner friction until I said to myself, okay, what's the market one? And I was like, okay. Because if I was said to, like, if I said to my wife, you know what, you know, I'm Wealth Academy and this is my thing and, you know, I want to do events, there's a, it, it's me. And yeah. that's where most people go wrong is they're trying to build this business around them. And so I was like, okay, you know, let me go for my filter. What's my filter? What, what's the market's pain? Okay, put Wealth Academy aside. What do I have right now? I have all these relationships I've built over the last 10 years, pretty much know a lot of people in the industry that I can tap into. Um, mentors, friends, customers, JVs, all of that stuff. Not that I do a lot of JVs because I really rely on my own paid traffic. Then I was like, okay, what do, assets do I have? 
I took an inventory of the assets I have. I have really great domains and really great brands, you know, an agency, six, seven figure agency. I have these courses. Then I was like, okay, what's going to help me get to an extra, you know, say $10 million or, or beyond. Um, and then I was like, okay, it's going to be sales funnels. Right. And I was like, okay, so what do I do? Do I build a software? No, because then my competition is Russell Brunson, who's doing hundred million a year. And it's very dumb to go after someone, you know, if you're not making, if you're not doing any, if you don't have a team like that, then it's very dumb for people to compete. Uh, and so you see people say, oh yeah, I'm building the next ClickFunnels killer. And so it's like, okay, whatever. Um, and so if I'm not going to build a software just yet, what would I build? Okay, what's the pain in that marketplace? Everyone and their mom knows what a sales funnel is, right? What's the biggest problem? You don't know who to trust. There's people that will build you a sales funnel for 500 bucks. And then there's some people that will charge you 50 grand. I literally had a friend of mine called Jeremy, um, who I've known for the last probably eight to 10 years. And he just told me, he said he spent about 300 grand on a company that built all these sales funnels and all of this. And at the end, like he was disappointed. They basically ran off with all the leads. And I'm like, wow, like that, that's a pain. You understand? Like that's a pain that a successful person has that also maybe a poor person, I shouldn't say use the word poor, but someone who's like a struggling business owner would also have, you understand? Like they, they so they don't know, should they, should they spend 500 bucks on a sales funnel or five grand or 50 grand or 500 grand? And then who do you trust? And I'm like, okay, I'm basically giving you, you know, my business plan right now. So of my new business that I'm launching next month, actually it's end of this month, June the 1st it's launching. So I was like, okay, how would I create a platform that certifies legitimate people? Okay. I would create an offer. I would train them up myself. I'd let them leverage off my credibility as the only multiple eight figure ClickFunnels award winner, winner under 30, all of that jazz. So then there's some sex appeal to the offer um, because that's what people want. They want something new, exciting. And then how would I, and then I could certify them as they are from salesfunds.com. Right. Wow. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's like, hey, you pay me a, a fee, I'll train you and then I'll certify you. And then you can tell everyone that you're certified from the only salesfunds.com company. And you pay me a yearly fee and you get to keep your license. And, um, you know, every time I come up with new funnels and new ideas, you get to leverage. And now you can go around and you can charge people five grand, 10 grand, 25 K for doing sales funnels for them. And if you don't know how to do that, don't worry. I'll train you. I'll teach you. I'll give you the tools, templates, resources. And, um, that's going to be my next $10 million offer. Interesting, man. That's a great sneak peek. And I think it's a really good one to fill that void in the marketplace because there's a lot of people that do know that they need a funnel, but aren't really tech savvy or have like the expertise to actually put it together um, and so on. So I think that that will obviously you put a lot of thought and resources into it. So it's uh, it'll be another your next big hit, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, whatever. But I move on to the to to something else. But the important uh, lesson, which I was trying to kind of share is like it's what the market wants yeah you know when you go into a facebook group uh, or you go and check like instagram and or whatever like you know yeah or you go and read amazon reviews of top best-selling books and you go and read the comments and you can see oh this is where the frustration lies right this is where it lies for you know what i mean um and so 
based on that frustration, then you go and launch it. And, and so then that's my whole plan, or not my plan, that's my formula of how I find uh, markets and products to go and you know launch. And then what I would do is I would go and take a beta test and I would go and get my first five or 10 customers um, and charge them a really high fee so I can work with them one-on-one. -on -one. And I just did that. Like I just did that right now. So I know people vibe with the message. They're willing to pay for it. So I'm like, okay, you know, if 10, 10 people give me 10 grand each, that's a hundred grand. Okay. That will justify my time for me to spend some time, you know, teaching them, training them. Okay, cool. Uh, let me do that. I'm actually doing that right now. So then as soon as that's over, I want to condense it down into a, you know, a 2000 or $10,000 course. And that's how I'm going to scale it up. Boom. Smart, man. Smart. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what it's all about. Um, I know that we scheduled about 45 minutes for this and we're kind of coming kind of up to the end of this, but I wanted to kind of touch base on what you think's going to be happening with the economy on the other side of all this. Like, I know that you a big, you know, investor in finance or follow the markets. What, what do you kind of see happening globally after all this? Um, I just checked my time. Dude. I have 20, 20 more minutes. So I don't know. If oh, okay. I, yeah, that's cool. I just saw originally it was no, 25, we got 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, and so one, like I, I would not know much about financial markets to advise anyone just for what I'm doing. Right. Um, I was very fortunate, you know, when I was two, 2009, when I was signing off with this company called Wealth Masters International, yeah. um, they taught me about the whole economy. They taught me about gold, silver, diversification, um, investing in different asset classes, protecting your money. And so, um, you know, I developed some good habits. Um, uh, those good habits were like getting into precious metals. Um, so I like precious metals. I like some crypto. Um, I like some real estate. Uh, most important business model that, that I like is my own business. Like nothing gives me a better ROI than my own business. Right. And um, the way I hedge even against my own business is making sure that I'm always skill stacking. You know, I always have a stack of skills. I'm always refining my copywriting, my presentation my uh, webinars, my email copy, my sales letters, my you know, network of influence and mentors and friends that I can always tap into, that I'm always maintaining good relationships with people. You know, some of them have been for 10 years. I mean, look at you, you and I, I like I've known of you and kind of you know, connected with you 10 years ago. So like just have maintaining good relationships because when the market does crash and obviously it does crash every 10, 15 years or whatever, you know, what, what you're going to rely on is, you know, essentially like your skills, your business, those things. Um, I look at investments as a really long-term thing, 5, 10, 20, 30 years thing versus like right now in media, I, I focus on my own business. Yeah. And I have a very simple rule when it comes to that, which is like invest uh, in your own business, in your own brand, you know, when you're starting out, it's, it's nice to get a 2x ROI, 3x ROI. But when you when you kind of build a brand and stuff, then you can set different parameters for yourself. Like, for example, when I hire people, they know if I'm spending a thousand bucks on ads, I want to be making at least 5x back. If not, then Facebook ads is bad. Uh, YouTube ads, my own campaigns are not good. You know, we'll move to YouTube ads or something like that. So that's kind of the thinking pattern I have. Um, I have a good friend called Mike Dillard. I can introduce you to him. You should interview him on uh, on your podcast. Um, yeah, Mike. Mike's like the OG. I remember reading his book back in the day called Magnetic Sponsoring. Yeah. 
And I printed it off. And that's when I was working at it, like running a surf camp in Tofino on Vancouver Island. And the next month after I, I read that, I had like my first $20,000 a month. And I was like, it, it was just like a light bulb because it was just like, boom, it's, it's about attraction marketing and not selling the drill, but selling the whole, the, the, or, or, you know, like, I, I can't remember how he, how he worded in that book, but people don't want a drill. They want a hole, I think is what he said. And that, that was just like one of the most profound lines that I ever read. And yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've been following Mike for like decades and have gone back and forth with him a number of times. And I really love his podcast too, because he's got some really great um, people on board. And as far as um, business building and, and financial yeah. market, he's uh, he's pretty dialed in with everything he puts out. So I just had him on my podcast um, and I asked him about, I asked him about, you know, what's his, what, what is he investing in and stuff. And he, he's just, his main thing is just his own business, his own personal brand. That's why I even moved like some of his big brands, self-made man and stuff, just to point to Mike Dillard. So I, I do think like investing in your own personal brand is going to have a huge ROI. Um, you know, the only downside to a personal brand is not, it, it's, it's not really a saleable asset. Right. So, so again, everyone is different, right? Like for me, for 10 years, I was like, okay, personal brand is, is important, you know? And then I'm like, you know, no one's going to buy my personal brand. Plus, some people, like I, I guess someone like Gary Vee, they're fine because that's what they want to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. But for me, dude, like I have different, you know, I want to go and go and spend my time in like spiritual mosques and spiritual centers and be away from the world in some sort. You know, I just came back from South Africa. Before the, this whole COVID stuff, I was in South Africa for a week. I was in America, all over America for three weeks or four weeks. But when I was in South Africa, like it was literally in the middle of a huge jungle um, away from the city. It wasn't a jungle, but it, was, it felt like a jungle. And it was just like me, my wife, my brother. And it was just filled with like really spiritual, holy people. And so, you know, if I had, I sometimes tell myself, I have all the money in the world. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. So anyway, based on that, it's like, I don't need to build a personal brand for the next 50 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm good if I do something for the next three to five, maybe 10 years and I can take off whenever I want. So that's also very important as well. Sometimes you see all these guys, you know, and they're flashing cars and women and all of this stuff. And what works for them might not necessarily work for you. And you might not necessarily want that. So it's very important that you look at it and you think to yourself, oh, what do I want to actually be doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of going through a transition right now, coming back from living abroad for almost, you know, a decade and just asking a lot of those questions and like, what, what do I want to be doing here moving forward and um, having, you know, short, medium, long-term goals and, uh, and just kind of really figuring out because like, I'm a pretty minimalistic person. Like, yeah, I just like being by the beach. I love the ocean. Um, I've done a mul multiple you know, have you ever done Vipassana, the 10 day silent meditation? No, I haven't. No. Yeah. It's, it's pretty like talking about like interesting experiences, man, like 10 days silence, no phone, no books, no eye contact, no touching. Like, it's just like 10 days of just you being with you. And I did that a number of times in Asia. And like, I'm like, you, man, I could go in one of those temples and just like chill for a while, you know? And, and for me, just like, I could see myself just going to an island in Bali at some point and just like having having a little villa and 
a surfboard and just uh, a scooter and I'm, I'm set, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do, I do think that's, I mean, I have a lot of things here, Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I would probably also feel happy or maybe even happier mm-hmm. um, without like a lot of this stuff, you know what I mean? Because it's just stuff, right? Like the more stuff that you have, I was in Saudi Arabia last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Saudi Arabia is basically, there's a, you know, the, if it's a, um, for Muslims, you'd go into pilgrimage there. It's, there's like three, four, five million people. You know, if you think like something like Burning Man has got 50,000 people, this is like five million wow. people. You understand? Wow. Like, and all five million people are praying oh. five times a day at the same time. I saw you, you posted that on Instagram a while back, I think, or on Facebook. I remember seeing you somewhere like that, where there's just like, just a blanket of people yeah. spread out. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that visual. Yeah, that, that, yeah, was, that was amazing. Yeah, it's so, I mean, and it's, when you're there, it's like, it, the guy next to you could be a billionaire, but you know, the whole purpose of, one of the purposes of that is like, you're, you're standing in front of God. Mm. This is God's house, basically. It's not like we believe God lives there, but we just, it's a uh, symbol, right? And so the guy next to you could be a billionaire, but who cares? Because he's also wearing two towels and a pair of sandals, you know? And that's when you realize, man, you, like for me anyway, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not special. I don't have special powers. I'm not, you know, God's favorite. Um, I'm not that smart. Like, you know what I mean? Because you realize, oh, you're all the same. Right. And that's how God looks at you. It's like you're all the same. It's five million people, tall, black, white, different. Like you literally meet people from every single place. I mean, because it's just so many people. Yeah. And sometimes you would go down to the mosque, they call it Haram, and you would go and pray there. And when you look, you all you see is just endless people. There's like, there's no end. It's just like endless. Yeah. Oh, that's a, you know, so... I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind living there for a while. Have you Have you been to Jerusalem? No, I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, yeah. I was planning to go last December. It's yeah. out of everywhere I've been, man. It's the only place where you just feel the spirit, you know. Because you've got the four main religions that were kind of birthed from it. You know what I mean? Like, like just walking through the streets of Jerusalem and then seeing like Mecca and then like the Wailing Wall and like you know. The, the church and the nativity like you're just like in the middle of it and for someone like yourself and myself like i'm i'm a strong believer um and 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 i'm open to everything like my first ted talk was talking about my experience in jerusalem like basically how all the four cultures and, and and religions uh i saw that everyone's the same you know like just because we have these different spiritual practices but at the end of the day we're all just trying to live the best that we can for our family and our higher power and in Jerusalem, man, it's like out of everywhere I've been, it was just this, this, this vibe that you just feel so connected, you know, like, and, and just, it's too bad because there's, that's like also like one of the most dangerous war-torn cities in like history. But when I was there, I just felt like this just real, you know, just like a, a spiritual connection there. And um, it's just different from everywhere else I've been. But yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend it for someone like yourself. I think you'd really enjoy it. Okay, I'm gonna make it up. There is one thing that I wanted to touch on because I, did, I, I think I did forget to say, you know, when you asked, um, what is it that keeps you driving? So uh, many, 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 many years ago, uh, like good, probably seven, eight years ago, 
And when I first started making money, actually when I went to my first Tony Robbins conference when I was really broke, I was in debt. And then I said to myself, I'm going to be a millionaire the next year. And I freaking made a million dollars the next year. Okay. I'm not saying it was all down to him, but I'm saying I winged it. And then I went and bought all of his courses, whatever he was selling. Okay. He sells a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a $10,000 conference that I had attended. And I was still new to business, although I had made a million bucks um, in commissions. Um, what had happened was he, was it him or Keith Cunningham or Jay Ram? It was one of the three that got on stage and, and they basically answered a similar question like the one that you said. Mm. And they said, don't fall in love with your products and services. Fall in love with the people in your market. Mm. And that, I remember like, those five days where he makes you dance and it's a business conference where he makes you like dance and all of this stuff. And it's crazy. I don't really remember much apart from like meeting Keith Cunningham, uh, finding out that he's the real rich dad of the rich dad, poor dad. Um, and, and learning that fall in love with the market that you're serving and not your own products and services. Right. So I think that has helped me a lot because I genuinely actually care about the people that come into my market, you yeah. know, that, that come into my funnels and all this, more so than, oh, I'm, I'm so attached to this product and service that I have. Yeah, no, that's a good point because I was listening to a, a podcast about real estate yesterday and they said, you know, a lot of people get into real estate for the commissions and the money and stuff like that, but those people never make it. The people that make it are the ones that actually truly want to serve and help their clients. And like that, the, there's just like a real... Uh, aura or vibe or, you know, people can pick up on if you're really being genuine. And I don't think people can last 10 years that aren't, you know, like yourself. Um, I wanted to kind of touch on like your day, your DMO, your daily methods of operation kind of before we wrap up. Like what does kind of like a typical day look like for yourself? Like uh, uh, work-wise? The, the one that I'm going to give you right now won't make sense to most people because, you know, most people aren't going to be fasting. So yeah, right, right now, like I sleep at 4 or 5 a.m. I wake up, it's, it's just really crazy. I work like four or five hours uh, because I don't want to burn myself out because, you know, yeah. from, from around 6, 7 p.m., I'm like in prayer mode, so to speak. So, uh, but on a day-to-day basis, I actually have it written out. It keeps me on track. I always plan my day before. Uh, when I wake up, I try to spend at least an hour to, to, to three hours um, doing stuff for myself. So no phone, either it's reading, writing, journaling, um, just producing. Like I want to go straight into production mode instead of reactive mode. I, I, I don't check phone or, or if I do check phone, I make sure that the next day the phone is out, out of sight, out of mind. So if I find myself, you know, drifting off like this past week, I find myself drifting off with, um, you know, the coronavirus conspiracy theories, you know, I, you know, there's a part of me that just loves it. Um, you know, we've all, and we've I, all been there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this doctor, I've been following him for 10 years and now he's coming out and now the whole world is going to know of him. He's like, he's the greatest guy. And I'm telling all my friends and family, I'm like, didn't I tell you about him 10 years ago? You know, uh, especially the doctor, Rashid Bhutan. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching. Yeah, so I remember coming across Dr. Rashid Bhutan 10 years ago, dude, wow. and he really helped me because um, I used to have something called amalgam, amalgam fillings, metal fillings yeah, on here, 
And, you know, I, I would have this bad memory loss and stuff. So when I, like I tried so many different things and then I came across this video and then I found out that I had mercury poisoning. And so I basically took that thing out. Wow. I detoxed myself. I told the whole world as much as I could. Guys, you need to go and follow Dr. Buttar. Um, so that was one. And then second, I had a friend who she had cancer and um, I'm not giving any cancer advice here, but I'm just saying, you know, he has got a track record of helping people with cancer, basically. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna say nothing else. If you're interested, you're gonna go learn about it. Anyway, I haven't, I've seen his odd email and that, and then like, it's been more than four or five years, and then boom, he pops out with this whole coronavirus. And I'm like, Dr. Rashid, that's my man. You know, and so, um, Anyway, but I found myself being sucked into all of that. You know what I mean? Mm. And and I shouldn't be spending or wasting any time, especially during this month of Ramadan. And so I just like deleted all my social media apps. I'm like, mm. okay, I'm done. Okay, uh, maybe after you know after Ramadan, maybe if it's in my head. So I I anticipate and I look for things that will take me off my course. Mm -hmm. And then I have a very simple day-to-day uh, -day thing, man, which is email my list every single day. With valuable things and something to buy so that I have daily new cash flow coming into my life um, which you know keeps any stresses and all of these things away keeps my team busy with applications and leads I try to I, that doesn't happen every single day but I'm just giving you an idea yeah. three hours on on marketing and three hours on product development those are the only two highest leverage things um, I try to log into social media once a day or twice a day, usually in the evenings. So like today, I don't think I've logged into Facebook. It's already like 6 p.m. Uh, or Instagram or any of those because I look at them as a 10 to $50 per hour activity. I'm trying to focus on the things that are 1000 to $10,000 per hour activities. And those are stuff like strategy, planning, mm. um, writing a book, coaching my clients, um, planning events, live events, planning new product products, um, something I call NIMC, which stands for New Innovative Marketing Campaign. So I'm always looking for the new innovative marketing campaign that, that I can do in my business, right? Like something that's always going to keep me excited, but it doesn't need to be right now. It just needs to be out there. So, you know, I'll give you a couple of them because it's on my whiteboard. You know, I have uh, one which is a 100-inch, a five day challenge, which I'm going to launch end of this month. Then I have one that's a hundred day challenge, a viral video campaign. Um, what else do they say? I can't even read my own writing. Um, something else, something else. But basically, I always look for something that I can do in three to six or 12 months that will get me excited. Right. You know what I mean? Um, like publishing a new book or something that will really fire me up, but it's not now. Uh, and yeah. it, it could also be one of those things that has a huge, um, it just like it's a tiny hinge that swings a big door. Right. And so how does my day work? An hour in the morning with my wife, three hours marketing, three hours product development, um, team call for a half an hour-ish. And then um, I write and then I'll get reactive and I'll do whatever else needs to be done. There we go, man. That's amazing. And my last question, do you, is, is it actually you writing the emails every day to your list? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, incredible, I don't, man. I, don't, I, don't, I think in like eight years, dude, um, when I was in Saudi Arabia, because I was there for a month, that one month I had someone do it. And there's just something, you know, he didn't make much sales. I don't know. It's just like, you know, I, I also think it's like a, 
uh, energy. You you get this, right? It's like the energy that you put out. So I think like if you trying to, it's a very high leverage activity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even in your list with thousands of people reading you every single day. And when you try to kind of take a little shortcut and that person doesn't have your voice or your energy yeah. or, you know, I don't swear, right? Like, so I don't use fine language. And he'd use words like, you know, hell and crap. And, and I was like, it was basically, it didn't vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I learned my lesson. I don't think I'd, I'd ever outsource it. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd outsource it anymore. Yeah. No, the, the reason I asked is, like I said, I've never seen somebody so consistently just mailing as you and just like. I'll give you a, I'll give you a really valuable thing, right? Like this whole Corona COVID thing yeah. has picked up my business so much. I mean, I, ju I just had like a record breaking week last week. Wow. And I'm like super chuffed. And so I, like I went back to see, okay, you know, where, where did these high ticket clients come from? One guy literally says to me, he met me at an Empower Network event. Mm -hmm. And over the last eight years, he's literally read thousands of my emails. Wow. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, did it take you that long to buy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, and he, he, he speaks 10 languages and he, he's, he works for, he's been a diplomat for like 30 years. He works for the high courts in Chicago. And it was just like, wow, like these are really interesting people. And then I had like all these other people that just came out of the woodwork yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, you know, one guy who's, who's like, you know, wanting to buy one of these really expensive programs I have. And he's like, oh, two or three years ago, he met me in Hong Kong. And I, yeah. I can't remember him, you know, because yeah. he was an event attendee. And he's like, and my wife's been telling me that she's learning about sales funds. And I, I said to her, I know the guy, Shaki Hussein. <laughs> and I'm like, it did, like in my head, I'm thinking it took you a few years. Yeah. But that's the power of consistency, sure. right? And yeah. um, probably the biggest mistake I made with my email marketing, actually, I made two of them, which was I should have, just like how I did emails for the last eight or nine years daily, I should have been making daily videos. Mm. Because if I had done that, who? Right. I mean, nine years of making daily videos, that's a whole different. So that's probably one. And the second thing is, I. Could have, should have, I don't like to use, I don't like to live in regret mode, but um, a wiser choice would have been if those emails would have been turned into blog posts mm. and those blog posts would have been ranking for, you know, right. page one of Google, someone like what Neil Patel did. Right. And so, um, you know, if I was advising someone, yeah. do you start a newsletter business? Because it's like the easiest, most profitable thing to do. Um, you should, you should but integrate it with as many videos as possible because the long-term effect yeah. will kick in after two, three years. Right. And that's well, really powerful. Well, that will uh, be maybe your next 10 years to, to start doing that. But uh, dude, that's just been an incredible amount of value and insights and just awesome to connect. And, and yeah, just no worries, man. You know, you had a profound impact. Um, I, I know, like I said, it was you. There was that uh, one lady. There was uh, two guys from New York. Those were like my first insights. I don't even know how I came across your side. Right. But I just remember thinking to myself, holy smokes, he looks young and he's free. I want to be free. You know, <laughs> I want to be free. I should find that website, man. Find right. me. If you find it, send me a picture of it. I will. It bring back memories. But, you know, I just want to, I want to thank you for putting yourself out there 10 years ago, bro, because it's like, because of that, you know, not just because of that, but, you know, that was one opening uh -huh. uh, which gave me hope. 
in in a world where I I didn't have this hope of becoming this you know internet marketer, mm-hmm. internet millionaire, whatever you know brand um, I've got out there. But before all of these things, it was just like me, you know, yeah. hanging out in my parents' house, and then I see you, and I'm like, holy smokes, you know, he travels, um, and even till now, I would say, you know, it, it's had a huge, profound impact on my life. So thanks for putting yourself out there all those years ago, man. And everybody, you know. After this podcast, dude, if there's anything I can help you out with, like, I don't know, anything, just shoot me a message. Well, I appreciate that. And we'll be in touch. And I'm sure that our paths will cross in this uh, world at some point. If you're ever by Vancouver or uh, if I'm over out your way, I'll definitely, uh, yeah, we'll connect in the chat more. But guys, I'm going to have all the links for Shaq's stuff below. Obviously, you've heard that he's he's done it all. Like I highly recommend getting on his list. He's got his podcast, follow him on social media and um, yeah, anything sales funnels related, watch out for June 1st when he drops his new, uh, new program. So dude, I appreciate your time. Um, that's a wrap for this podcast and it's just been one of my favorite ones. So I appreciate you and everything that you do. And it goes back to uh, saying that you inspired me as well. So it's uh, it's been an honor and uh we'll keep the conversation going offline here so guys thanks so much for tuning in talk to you on the next one that's a wrap thanks bro